Hey friends, welcome to another edition of the Side Yard Sidebar. This week, Zach and I talk about a book that I'm reading that has to do with an EMP, and we discuss what would make us head for the hills. I also give you a little update on the 10-pound takedown challenge I'm doing with Christy Code Red Nickel, and we give you a little heads up on the Side Yard March Madness bracket. So, stay tuned. Let's go! Welcome to the Side Yard Sidebar. Grab your drink of the night and pull up a chair. Make yourself comfortable as we bring you discussion with Substance and some of the best visitors from Boise and beyond. This is the Side Yard Sidebar. Welcome to the Side Yard Sidebar. You're here with your host, Zach, and your co-host and producer of the podcast, Dusty. What's up? It's great to be here with you tonight. Yeah, Can't wait to chat. Let's kick it off with drink of the night, like we almost always do. And I'll go first this week. I have a watermelon bubbly, and I don't like it very much. I do like bubbly in general. Or but the watermelon's kind of weird. Yeah, it's just, it's, you know, not even an artificial watermelon taste. And it's somewhere between, like, Maybe it kind of tastes like watermelon and sort of artificial. I don't know. It's very hard to explain. Okay. But I'm definitely not a fan. Um, I did try it yesterday for the first time, and then I said, I'm going to try one more just to see if like maybe yeah. something was off yesterday. But after this, but no. I'll go back to some of the berry flavors or All right. some of the other stuff. What about you? Uh, tonight, I'm rewarding myself with a sparkling water, a LaCroix berry, because I, I finished one gallon of straight up water today. How'd that treat you? Good. I, I I did really well in the morning, and then about lunchtime, I kind of got tired of the taste, and then I did more of it this this evening. Nice. And I did awesome. It was great. So do you, how are you um, counting it? Like, do you have a water bottle with ounces on it, or? Yeah, I have, um, yeah, we have some of those Starbucks cup, cups that are 20 ounces, so. Okay. Just keeping track of that. And then I filled up for the last bit, I filled up a like a sixty four ounce, kind of big water. I don't know what you call it, like a water bottle, and then I poured that into it just so I wouldn't have to keep counting. This may be a personal question, but for me, every time I go from, oh man, I haven't really been drinking that much water. I need to drink more water. It, there's an adjustment for my body in terms of having to go to the go, go to the bathroom all the time. You know, yeah. it feels like. So did did you have that today? No, because I've been trying to drink. I've been hitting maybe 80 ounces most days. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, but because of the 10-pound takedown challenge that starts tomorrow, I was more kind of purposeful in getting my water in today. So, no, it wasn't too bad. I'm nervous, though, for school on Tuesday because it's not like I can just go out to the bathroom anytime I want. So I kind of have to plan out when I'm going to finish it and give myself like 20 more minutes until I have a break so I can get to the bathroom. Yeah, we've got to tell our listeners more about the 10-pound takedown because there's an episode they can go back and listen to to learn more. Yeah. But why don't you tell them and refer them to that episode? So a few episodes ago, we had Christy Code Red Nickel come on, and she's the creator of the Code Red Revolution. Um, And this 10-pound takedown challenge is... Her kind of competition challenge that you eat 
healthy. You eat according to her rules. You get seven to eight hours of sleep. You drink a gallon of water. And then at the end of the month, there's like a winner or whatever. But you're supposed to drop anywhere like 10 pounds or more. And so I told her, I'm signing up for it. And then I put it out for any of our listeners. And my friend Caitlin joined today. Awesome. Took some convincing. But but again, like when we were talking with Christy, it wasn't convincing of me saying you have to do it. It was just, you can do it. It's I'm going to do it. You can do it. And she was like, okay, I'm in. So Christy was pumped when I told her we were doing it. And we're going so for it. So you've already started a little bit, like drinking more water and stuff. Yeah. And then tomorrow is official is day the one. 17th. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Day one. And so that you track your weight, your water, and your sleep every day. What are you expecting? Ten pounds at least, right? But oh yeah, what what are you going for? Well, when she was here, she said I. She was like, "You could do 20. I was like, "Okay, twenty, awesome." So here's the thing: if um, if I go for it, which I'm going to, I think I could drop fifteen to twenty. Awesome. So you're going for the fifteen to twenty range. Which, if I hit that, it would be the lightest I've been in years and years and years. Even well, in the last ten years. Because it was when I had my heart attack, I think I got down to one, I think 160 was the lightest I got. And so this would hit me, put me at 160 again. So we'll see. That's going to be awesome. But one, I, so I put it out on our Instagram page and one of my friends commented that she's been doing Code Red Diet for a while and she's down 92 pounds. And she was like, whoa, and so for we a talked, while, like. Yeah. How long? 92 is a lot. For, yeah, for a while. She's been on it l- less than a year. I guess that's a good thing to show that like it's sustainable and that yeah. it can keep You can keep going. And you can you know do it as more of a lifestyle instead yeah. of just, oh, I'm going to do it for a little bit and then go back and mm-hmm. mess everything up. Yeah, so she said it's been steady. She loves it. I actually got a lot of comments from people saying... She's this is great. Christy Code Red is awesome, which I agree. And and so I'm in. Starts tomorrow or today if you're listening to it on Monday. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited. Caitlin's joining me. We're gonna crush it. It's gonna be great. That's awesome. Go yeah. back and listen to that episode if you haven't, and you want to know more about Code Red. And uh, we'll probably get some updates from you. I'm guessing over yeah. the next couple of weeks. And oh, we'll I'm see how it goes. I will let you know. I will. So, anyways. I, I finished all my gallon, but I think I'm going to be good for the next 40 minutes or so while we record this. No bathroom breaks. There you go. But speaking of bathroom breaks, it was not too long ago that you you said you were considering writing a book about all your weird bathroom experiences. And if you haven't heard that, I don't even I can't remember what episode that was, but one of the presenters that you were at a conference for. You walked in, he had his pants all the way down going to the bathroom, which was ridiculous for an older man to be doing that in a public bathroom. Yeah, (laughs) standing at the urinal, pants at your ankles. But do you have, you said you had at least 10 stories. So do you have one for us for this episode? Yeah, so it's good to sprinkle them in here or there. I can yeah. test them out on the listeners and maybe it's a book, maybe it's not. But <laughs> the one I was thinking about for tonight was a bathroom situation that I created. So <laughs> some of these, most of them, I'm just like a third party witness to weird stuff in the bathroom. <laughs> but on this one, uh, my softball team 
had a game. This was years ago. Fun game. We win, and it was like an earlier game, so we go out to eat afterwards at a restaurant, have a beer, have a hamburger, whatever. And one of the guys on the team like kind of had a bad week, was sort of frustrated, and this other guy just kept you know, going at him, picking on him, really just getting getting this guy frustrated and angry. And so he's like kind of throwing like salt packets at him, fries at him, if I remember right, from oh, across man. the table and just screwing with them. And it it was, you know, we just want to sit there and have, have a beer, fun. celebrate our win, talk, you know, and go home. And um, so this guy goes to the bathroom and I had seen this and the other guy was really getting upset. And I think he even told him off or was like, stop, you know, quit doing this. And so I also had to go to the restroom and like um, I go in a minute after him and I go in there and go to the urinal. And then I think in my head, I'm like, wait, he, he went in here too. And then I was like, oh, he's in the stall. So as soon as I finish up, you know, I think either maybe after washing my hands, maybe before washing my hands, but either way, (laughs) I just say, oh, I'm going to kick in the door and see what happens. So he's sitting on the toilet and I just kick in the stall door and just yell at him, hey, what are you doing? And then he freaked out. He was kind of like hunched over and totally slid off the toilet, like into the wall and was like, what are you doing, man? Get out of here. And holds up his hand at me like his palm. What are you doing? Stop. I was like, man, I'm just joking with you. And then I just walk out, you know, or wash my hands. I forget. And um, that one was funny, though. Because I felt like, oh, I'm going to stick up for this other guy. And (laughs) at the end of the day, we're all friends. But you can just tell when you're messing with somebody where it's like, come on. They've either had a bad day. They're not in the mood for it. Just leave them alone. And so I gave him a little uh, instant karma, little revenge (laughs) by kicking in his stall door. That's awesome. What did he say when he came out? Did he even mention it? I, I honestly can't remember that part of it i'm i don't think he said anything and and i can't remember if i immediately said something to the table like hey i just kicked in the door on (laughs) on this guy but anyway it freaked him out pretty good i mean he slid off the toilet (laughs) that's pretty awesome Well, thanks and for doing that, for got, sticking him up, for sticking up for that guy. got huge. I think he thought somebody was, like, going to attack him. <laughs> I don't know. I would be scared if you did that and I was in the bathroom and you kicked it open. No, if I that happened and it's a random stranger, then, yeah, you, I feel like your heart jumps. But if it's, like, it happens and I get startled and I'm like, oh, Dusty, what the heck? <laughs> like, oh, Dusty's messing with me. I, I think this guy was a little more afraid than that. Well, he should be, <laughs> jerk. Oh, Zach. So <clears throat> this this episode is a little bit of a, a bunch of random stuff put together. And I've been reading this book that my friend Jason told me to read, and I'm going to ask you about it. I haven't told you much about it. It's by William Forshin. It's called One Second After. And the premise of this book is that there's this uh, basic, this colonel retired before he became a general. He's living in, well, so like Appalachian area, and an EMP hits. Do you know what an EMP is? I don't know 
the technical definition, but I've heard of it before. And what? like my one of the references was a documentary, and it was like if it goes off, it blows up electronics, right? Or or yeah, power like grids. That. Yeah, so something. it's an electronic. Uh, let's see, magnetic pulse. I think is what it is. Oh, is that what you were asking me pulse. if I knew the definition yeah. of it? Oh, okay. No, just have you heard? So the idea is it shuts down the power grid, so there's no communication um, or very little. Uh, cars shut down except old cars that don't have computer microchips in them and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And so it's been kind of weird. So Karen and I, I got it on audiobook because we've been doing a lot of driving, and um, she was re- re- listening to it and. So we'd pause it and then have these discussions of, well, what would we do in this situation? So it brought up this question, which I think in the future we're going to talk about an EMP and all that stuff. And if you don't know about it, just search EMP and you'll get tons of really like some stuff that's scientific and some stuff that's just crazy. Um, But it's supposed to make people head for the hills, like get out of town. And this is kind of what some preppers live for. So my question is this. What what would it take for you to head to the hills? Like, some people go for outbreak. Some people go for EMP. Some people go for, you know, a war will make them head out. So what would make you just like, and we're gone? Yeah, that's a good question. I am definitely not a prepper. And... But I know people who are, and I won't name them because that's the worst thing you can do is to out a prepper. They'll get so mad <laughs> because in, in that situation, knows. you want them on your side. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that, um, or I don't know, I have some basics ready to roll if I had to. Um, I do think if the, whatever the situation is, if it turns into violence, but but the thing is, is that a lot of people would probably say, you already got to be out of there before that happens or else right. you're, it's too late. Okay. So I do think, um, and also it's kind of like the plan of where am I going and is that going to be better than here? Yeah. And what supplies do I am I taking? How long do I think it's going to be? So there would be a lot of things I would think of, but definitely if it's like all of a sudden in the city, there's violence um, people getting attacked, homes getting robbed. It's like, oh yeah, I'm out. Okay. I'll come back later. And so some kind of violence that threatens your family or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Now, if people are just going crazy and they're just kind of fearful and they go buy everything off the shelf at Albertsons, then, you know, is that for me, is that enough? I don't know. Yeah. I'm probably just go get my supplies. There's p- people that live in certain parts of the country like I had a teammate that um, I think she's in Charlotte or maybe Virginia, but a couple years ago they had a big tornado thing and um, or no, 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 excuse me. It was a snowstorm and they usually didn't get snow. And she said that like people were going and buying a bunch of supplies at the grocery store. And the one that she went to, she's like, there was no bread left. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I just can't imagine. I've never been at a place where literally the shelves get like, bought out of bottled water or bread or whatever yeah. supply. Yeah. So I was I was thinking cuz part of that or part of this book is they're in this little town outside of oh man, Charlotte or something like that and um and they they call them refugees. It's people from Charlotte leaving Charlotte coming up to the hills where they're located thinking 
oh my goodness, all these people are going to come in. We can't supply anything for them. We have nothing. And then your town becomes overrun with people. Oh, wow. That's um, a good point. So I was thinking about what would it take. And I honestly don't know if I would leave because we have a pretty good setup here. We're on well, um, which I'm sure people will tell me, well, EMP would take out your well pump, but I'll figure that out. But, <laughs> but you're only a mile away. And yeah. so I feel like in any of this situation, we can just double up and be like, all right, like come here or, or go to your house. And it's like, now we have two families, but it's, or others that can come and it's, you just kind of rally around and figure something out. And I, so I don't know if I'd head out and because here in outside of Boise, there's only two lane roads out up into the Hills, right. For a while. And those yeah. would be jam packed. Yeah, that's true. So it'd probably be better here for the first while. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. So anyways, I'm starting to think about that stuff. Not that it's I'm going to be a prepper, through. but... That's interesting. So it, I do think, like you're saying, combining forces. Yeah. You know, having the right people, your family, friends, whatever your setup is to kind of combine forces for a while. Because that would make me feel better if there's some sort of violence or people that are going crazy. And then you have some... If it's just me, Danielle and the girls, then like, yeah. if something happens to me, it's over. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll combine forces, and we'll still do the side yard sidebar <laughs> while we're doing it. Oh, yeah, we got to talk all people through the situation. Yeah. That'll be our new full-time job. We'll put out episodes every hour, <laughs> updates. Got nothing else to do. Um, so if you want to check out, it's an interesting book. It's called One Second After, and then the follow-up book is called One Year After. And so it apparently they make it through <laughs> through one year. Um but it's been pretty interesting. So, Jason, thanks for recommending that. And so from what you've started reading so far, it's it's just a made-up situation, but then mm-hmm. factoring in real things that, like, a pre- prepper would need to know or that this EMP it just brings could up, do. Yeah, it brings up things like, are you going to be able to get water? Because the water can no longer be pumped from this location and... Now you yeah. have no water. That's a good um, point. And then this other one is his daughter has, I think, diabetes. So is it that? Something like that where she needs medication that has to be refrigerated. Well, your refrigerator doesn't work. So they're working through how to get the medication because no one's bringing in medication. And so it's just wow, a lot of that. interesting. And a lot of that. But Newt Gingrich wrote the foreword. Interesting. So it's been this book that people are like, you have to read because this is going to happen. And what? Well, and then Kara Kara wow. starts doing research. She's like, ah, it's never been tested, so no one really knows. Nobody wants to test it. It will it will break things. I know. <laughs> it will destroy stuff. So um we'll do some research. It'd be fun to have like a little mini, not a conspiracy episode, but a prepper episode. Yeah, that'd be from good. people we who are preppers. Some real preppers. Yeah, I know we do. a couple, but again, do they want to come on? We can call them by some other name. We could disguise their voice and yeah. call them by Make it a robot name. voice. The first thing you, <laughs> that I thought of, too, when you brought up the scenario and what would you do is I was thinking of the movie Red Dawn. The, yeah, there's okay. a newer version of it, and then there's an old school one with like Charlie Sheen and when he was a teenager, some other... Before he went crazy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and so like that one, the Russians drop in and they're taking over America and then they, you know, the 
kids there in high school or college age, they head to the hills and then they fight the Russians. And yeah, same. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Interesting. So I don't. That was just some little short thing I wanted to cover. But now we're going to go back into another debate that's that's less serious. Um. <laughs> Because I don't know why. This, just, this topic came up recently among some friends yeah. in a conversation, and we were talking about showers and baths. Yeah. And it was what if we resorted became to right a now? hot topic. So we thought it it'd did. be interesting to discuss. And yeah. what's the first basic thing we need to know? Showers or baths? And then yeah. why? Yeah. Do you do you prefer showers or baths? And yeah, why or do you take more of one than the other? I don't know. We'll start out basic. Yeah. So for me, I for pure cleanliness, I prefer a shower, and I feel like that's going to be the cleaner option. Um, but I definitely take quite a bit of baths, and I think one of the reasons why is I enjoyed how much I could just relax. Yeah. And it would calm me down and, you know, I could just like take a warm bath and it, it was awesome. So okay, I've only been doing it the last couple of years since we've been in a new house because it has a bigger bathtub in the master. Before that, for 10 plus years in our other house, we just had a stand up shower. And so I you never took had one. probably three or four baths in 12 years. OK. And in this house... I was just on that same pattern of showers until in the winter um, I was at the tree lot selling trees, come home, super cold, and I would start taking warm baths. See, that's it. And when then you're it was, super cold. Yeah, when it, I was super cold and it would relax me. And then now it's just become a habit to where I want to take a bath and then I can listen to a podcast. I can, you know, listen to something on on my phone just listen to music maybe listen to nothing and just sit there and relax and it's become a part of my routine <laughs> that's awesome what about for you um i think mine really comes down to when i'm really cold like today i just couldn't warm up so i was like i'm gonna go take a bath sweat it out a little bit so i did and it was relaxing i put on either some kind of documentary or relaxing music or a podcast or something just to kind of veg out for a while. And that's, that's the nice part about it is you just veg out. But I, the reason I asked this and we asked it and some of our friends were either like, Oh, whatever, or adamantly one way or the other. Yeah. Some people are really polarized on this one. Yeah. And we had, we have another friend who his, his go-to when you ask baths or showers, he goes, why would you want to sit in your own filth? <laughs> For, he he is he thinks someone taking a bath is the grossest thing ever, yeah. which for cleanliness purposes I guess is true. But for I relaxing purposes, that. it's good. Well, and there's been times where, like, you can like for me I could take a bath and then have a shower after, like finish with a shower. That seems very weird and strange. Um, but then there's other times where I take a bath and then I do have a certain cleaning routine of how I get clean at the end of the bath. So also because I'm a bath person, like um, a couple months ago, I was stressed out and Danielle got me um, Epsom salt and yeah. 
baking soda and lavender. Like she looked up all these different bath things that would relax and like lower stress. I was like, thanks. This is great. That's awesome. And so I've had gifts, you know, like my mom got me a, a bath thing that I <laughs> added to the bath, lemon something. I'm like, sweet. Thanks. So Kara's big thing is the house that we were at before was had a nice big bath. The one we're at now here at the outside at our house, not at the side yard. Um, it's a very tall bath, but really narrow because it was it is a kind of jet bath, has a jets oh, on okay. it. But we've never turned it on because it's super loud. But she complains when we go to hotels, she'll take a bath, but that she can only get the water like three inches deep because the baths at hotels are really short. Yeah, they are. And so she complains because this one, you can get that sucker up super high and be fully submerged. And so she gets, she gets upset, but it's also super narrow. So you can't really stretch out, but it's kind of, yeah, I feel like if you have access to a nice bath, then you're more likely to maybe take a bath. I don't know. I don't either. But I definitely do know. I don't know if we're thinking of the same friend, but I know people more than one person that like, haven't taken a bath in years. They think they're disgusting. They don't like baths. Okay, uh, I get it. We don't judge. Yeah, we, we don't, don't judge, judge here on the side yard sidebar. I can't believe that was a topic we just discussed. Why but not? It's, it's real. what the people. It's <laughs> coming up in conversation. This is, is 2020, and people are really wanting to know more about the bath versus shower debate. So yeah, we'd like you to chime in. I'll I'll post something. You can chime in on. Which one you would take or which one is better? I don't know. One thing I don't like about showers is showers at the Y when there's like, let's say, 10 shower heads and you're at one of them. Nobody else is in there. And then whoever dude (laughs) walks up and turns on the one right next to you. It's like, come on, man. Oh, Are you trying to be my best friend or something? This is not right. Let's transition off of this bathroom talk, restroom <laughs> Potty talk, talk, shower talk. <laughs> and the next thing we wanted to talk about is March Madness. We have that coming up very soon. Yes, we do. And February's flying by, it seems like. So it's time to get ready for March Madness. Now, Dusty, remind me of our winners from the March Madness college basketball uh, bracket challenge from last year. So last year was... Last week's visitor, your wife, Danny, she won the side yard bracket challenge last year. Yes. And who was the loser last place? Loser was our friend Adam Casper. He got last place. So what we do is we post the winner's picture in the side yard and the loser's picture with, and we get to choose the picture of them. Typically, we go onto Facebook or Instagram and find a really terrible picture. In this case, we just sent it out to our friends and they started sending us all these bad pictures of Adam. So we have one picked out, which will be posted for this year's tournament. Yes, it'll stay up there. And the the thing we're doing this year, though, we want to have our new listeners, some of our listeners that have been with us, you know, this last year, come and join us in the tournament challenge. Yes. So... Get um, tell people the email address, and that's going to be the easiest way for us to be able to get you signed up. Is if you email uh, the side yard, and what is the our address? Our address is email address is sideyard at yahoo.com. 
Side yard at yahoo.com. Very so simple. We're going to create a side yard bracket. Um, I don't know if we'll do Yahoo or ESPN or whatever, but we'll have one and it's going to be free for any of our listeners, our friends to join. I hope, I mean, I want to set a goal like 50. Like fifty people in it. Oh, I think we'll get well more, way more, way than more than fifty. But That'd be it, awesome. the best thing about it, it's going to be free, and then the winner will get side yard swag. Yeah, maybe a sweatshirt, maybe a shirt, maybe a hat, maybe all three. We'll see. Um, but you uh, definitely will have the bragging rights, oh, and yeah. um, then we'll post your picture as the ultimate winner. Yeah. If you want your picture posted, if not, we'll just share your name on the podcast and let everybody know that you're the best yep. at so, college basketball. As we as we get closer, we'll give you more information about um, you know, how to join in and make sure we have everyone's name according to like their team and and all that stuff, but it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And yes. Kara and I were talking today and when uh, I think it's that first Thursday, like all the games we host all the games out in the side yard. Like it's it's on from the first game to the last game, and we have a few awesome stories that we're gonna hold on to until future episodes closer to March Madness of the crazy stuff that's gone down during those kind of hangout parties back there. And so we're gonna open that up to friends to come hang out, visitors, um, listeners, whoever to come hang out in the side yard, watch some March Madness games. Yeah, so if you're interested in that, let us know as well. And um, just send an email. Say, hey, I want to be a part of the tournament. And what will happen is we'll build the group, and then we'll blast the email out back to everybody who's emailed us and said, we want to be a part of it. And then you'll have your options for signing up and making your college basketball picks for this year. Yep, so send us a welcome email at sideyard at yahoo.com. Or we'll send you one as soon as we know your emails or whatever. We'll blast it out and we'll just, yeah, we're gonna we're and we're gonna use that to also communicate via topics we want to hear or some of your comments. If you don't feel like doing it on Facebook where everyone can see it, send it to us and we'll we'll converse that way. Are you a big time college basketball fan? Um, like, are you watching all the teams no. and okay? No, Same I'm not here. right now. I know there's some of our friends are. Huge. Adam Casper knows a lot, yet he got last. In no, the that's a good point. <laughs> um, and your wife, does she watch basketball? College basketball? No, ever? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, and during she, March Madness, she does. I guess she does. But she won last year, so you don't have to know college basketball. So mm-hmm. I I know that Boise State got, um, or they played San Diego State number four ranked, and they lost pretty, I mean, it was like 55-72, but... Um, it's fun to have San Diego State that high, ranked yeah, that high. So. that's good. I, I like to watch once it gets to maybe a couple games in February, but then the conference champion or playoffs or tournaments, excuse yeah. me. And then I'll kind of see from there. And then for me, though, it seems like a guess because the years I try to watch a lot and think that I know, my yeah, bracket's terrible. <laughs> so, And I always feel like you have to find the teams that, I mean, you have to basically go on a winning streak. So you have to find the teams that can go on streaks and not be like this two or three games and then they lose one because then they'll, exactly. they'll be out. So there's a little tip from from me. There you go. Well, let's transition it over here to our winners and losers and close out this episode strong. Go ahead and kick us off, Dusty. Okay, so my 
loser. I'm going to start with a loser. Um, so there's this trend going around that apparently is a trend I didn't know about. Uh, I read that there was a bride-to-be that had sent out invitations to her wedding with an email, and I'll call it um, Sandy Smith at yahoo.com. I don't know who that is, but... Um, and then she never secured that email address. And so it's owned by some other lady. So this bride-to-be starts sending this lady emails saying, give me your password. I need this account because this is where all my RSVPs are coming. And the lady was like, I know, I keep getting them and I don't want them. But she was forwarding to her. And she was like, no, seriously, give me your password. And the lady so she's finally just said, demanding the password. Yeah, said, This is my email account now. Give it to me. And the lady was like, No. And so she started sending emails to all these people, RSVPing, saying, Sorry, I didn't invite you to my wedding. So don't bother coming. <laughs> so she was, she was like, Yeah, that was kind of wrong, but it's not a lie because I didn't invite them to my wedding. So I don't, it was this whole thing about teenagers and other people are doing this. Like, I want this Twitter account. Give me the password. You create another one. And the people are always saying, no, <laughs> I got it. Too bad. Yeah. So people are starting to try to wow. demand and think if I demand, I should be able to get it. Well, it's just the colossal air of printing your invitations. Before you have secured it. <laughs> and then you all of a sudden, like, at what point did she realize I don't have this I don't know. This email, email account. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's an she's an idiot. So and she sent emails like, You're ruining my life and my wedding. And the lady's like, not my problem. Yeah, people being demanding like that, that's even more of a reason to just say, Nope, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. So Or you can set a number, set a price. There you go. Ten thousand, it's yours. Wire it to me, I'll give you the 15? password. How much does this matter to you? <laughs> that would be interesting. I don't know. I'd I'd ask for a thousand if she's desperate. Oh, if she's that desperate, start way higher <laughs> start, than that. Start higher. So that's my loser. My winner, though, is a police officers out of Highland, Utah. I found this on Yahoo. Um, that there was a mother of five who called nine one one at two a.m. because she realized she didn't have formula for her child because she was breastfeeding, but. Uh, milk dried out and she had nothing to feed this baby and she her husband was gone and she had she was calling friends no one would answer because it was 2 a.m and so she called 911 and they said the police just showed up had formula at her house and even brought some other groceries for her um that's pretty awesome yeah. Where, where'd you say it was highlands highlands okay. highland utah which I thought that's just that's just a winner when we think of how can we help others. Like this mom was desperate, and I think that was a good use. Like I need help. Yeah, and if the there's police officers were there to help her. Another pressing emergency, and they are just out there driving around or sitting. Yeah, waiting to find speeding drivers or something. Then yeah, why not? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the officers and they didn't make her pay for it. They were like, here, you know. I, this is what we use for my baby. This is great stuff. And so I, I, I think that's a winner. So good job for those police officers just helping out a family or a mom that was desperate. And she couldn't leave her house because she's got kids at home. Like she was in desperate need and, and they helped out. So I appreciate that. So that's, that's my awesome. winner this week. I what like about it. you? 
So my loser is the XFL. Um, really? I was able to watch about 10 minutes last week, a little bit this week and uh, weekend. And it was it is not as bad as I thought it would be in terms of the play. The defense is actually pretty good. Like there's some hard hits, mm-hmm. um, but it's just rough. It, I don't think it's watchable. I don't think it's sustainable. And I feel like the football season is already so long that it's kind of nice to, you know, have the Super Bowl and then say, okay, it's a break from football, you know, because you're going from September till yeah. January if your team's still in it. So um, I think that there's not a great likelihood that the league sticks around. Really? And um, Okay. So for people that have watched it and enjoy it, then that's fine. It's okay. But don't get your hopes up that it's going to keep going <laughs> and stay around. And like one of the games I watched, it was the New York team and they were playing where the Giants and Jets play. I think it's MetLife. Or yeah. Anyway, I forget the name of the stadium, but it's just like not even, I don't know, 20% full, 10% full. It just looks yeah. a little rough. So, yeah, it seems to be more of a kind of the MLS soccer. Like you have your diehard fans, but but you're not going to grab all of the like football fans. You're going to grab just yeah. a small portion that, hey, we want to go. We can sit close. It's still football. Well, and what I do you know. think about the timing of it being at the end of the Super Bowl and then it's in the spring? I, I'm thinking I like know. maybe if they had the league and it was in the summer. And so you're kind of watching it and it could almost be like the minor league of the NFL. Right. Because if somebody does good, then they could go to a tryout in the preseason or the like yeah. it finishes up where the NFL camps are starting and then maybe they make a team. Yeah, I, I would rather know. that. Some of these people might make a team too. I don't know. We'll I see. Would, yeah, I would rather that than start right after the Super Bowl when people are kind of tired of it. Yeah. yeah. I think, and maybe it'll get more exciting. I probably will watch whenever it gets to the playoffs or like the championship. I'll probably tune in and, and see what happens. But until then, you know, unless I just randomly come across it, sort of like I did the last two weekends. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I probably won't be watching. And okay. it was rough to see the quarterback play. I, I think that was, it, or the offense in general. Maybe it'll take a couple weeks to for the offenses to get going, but it didn't look that great from the games I tuned into. All right. Um, and then my winner, when I came over here tonight, Dusty was watching the NBA All-Star game. I hadn't been watching it, um, but we sat down and watched the end of the game, and it was awesome. It was super competitive. And usually in the past, I wouldn't watch because it wasn't competitive. They're just kind of throwing up threes and no defense. But they had a new format this year, and Dusty was explaining it to me. And my winner is honestly the city of Chicago because the Bulls, I'm a Bulls fan, and they're so bad. (laughs) It's so rough to be a Bulls fan right now. But Chicago got to see a great game because they hosted the All-Star game. And one of the greatest because it was the best players going at it. Yes. I mean, there were fouls, charges, like replays. It was it was yeah, awesome. It was awesome. They had um split up the quarters. So if your team won the quarter, a charity would get a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So LeBron's team had a charity. He was one of the captains, and Giannis, um, Giannis the Greek freak, had it. 
he was the other captain, had a charity. So you had all these kids and like people that worked with the charity or something. They're all cheering and excited. And once it got to the fourth, I mean, they were playing hard before that. Don't get me wrong. But once it got to the fourth, it was like both teams wanted to win. And the third quarter had been a tie. So there was more money that had carried over. Yeah. Um, and it was just awesome to see him playing so hard against each other and who knows if it'll keep going i i hope it will if somebody gets hurt that might that was, be rough it was getting but. close like they were starting to get a little scrappy guys hitting the floor oh and, yeah and the starting five of each team played the entire fourth quarter so it was not a rest game i mean they were going hard Oh, for sure. So I don't know if they're going to enjoy that. LeBron's side, their starting five played the entire fourth quarter. And then I think the Greek freak, like Kimba Walker came in for Lowry for a minute or yeah, just a couple small substitutions, but what a, what a fun event. I'm sure if you look it up on ESPN or go look up some highlights, you'll see it and it'll probably get some buzz and some good, um, publicity and talk um, because it was really fun and it brought money to charities in chicago exactly which was great so um yeah it was it was fun to watch i enjoyed you came over and we just kind of sat down and then we couldn't stop watching yeah exactly it got intense and intense and intense chatting for a minute and then totally sucked into an awesome basketball game yeah well dusty it's always nice to talk to you. It's always nice to talk to you on the podcast. Another episode. And uh, we look forward to bringing some more visitors to our listeners um, in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be some fun episodes. And we thank you always for listening. And Dusty, thank you for letting me know you tonight. Zach, thank you for being known. <laughs> <laughs>